got my gown, I ain't go to play. What is up? We are back again with another episode for you guys. This is season two, episode eight. Unfortunately, Jay will not be with us this week, so we have Charles Harris taking his place. This week on In Case You Missed It, we talked about Valentine's Day, Super Bowl Sunday, NBA All-Star Weekend, and Kanye's new Netflix documentary. For primetime, we talked about the trauma of generational curses. We followed that up with an encore about gatekeeping in the black community. For our game, we do a very special Darren's Dope Dabbles, and we end it off with our last call, telling you all about television shows that we've been watching lately. We hope you all enjoy. This is The Experience. Yo, yo, yo. What's the word, man? Man. What's good? What's good? It's an honor. <laughs> you know, I, I know Doing people good. listening Doing probably good. like, what the fuck? Just like last time, yep. Yeah. Niggas like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know they only see us too. They like, damn, Jay, you got dark. And we like, what the hell? You got taller. <laughs> they was like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, but anyway, it's the uh, hello. We got more money on the show. Oh yeah, no, we definitely got more money. <laughs> but all right, uh, hello, welcome, and salutations. This is the experience presented to you by Jay Gooden and D Allen. I'm your host for this wonderful evening, D Allen, aka the Don of all trades. And I'm joined by a special guest. You've seen him before, and he is acting co-host for the evening, Charles Cino Harris. Wish I had a what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Um, yep. So unfortunately, Jay could not be here tonight. Something about an ongoing federal drug trafficking case. I don't know. You got to ask him. Um, anyway, this is season two, episode eight. Charles, how are you doing, my brother? Man, I'm uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. I'm excited. Uh, it's an honor for sure to be here. If, obviously, because with people at home don't know, I've been ever since season one. I've been like, "Yo, Darren, hey, can I get on? The, can I get on the pod, bro? Come on, please, throwing a good bone." So, no, it's definitely no. It's an honor though, and I'm uh, looking forward to some good combo, man. How you feeling? Oh man, I'm feeling good, man. You know, we gonna we gonna get it cracking. We gonna get it. We gonna get this show moving. Um, yeah, you needed your redemption anyway. I don't know if anyone's seen. I mean, well, it's, pretty, it's just enough people that have seen probably uh, Charles' episode, Sound of Music, episode six. Um, but, you know, if you watched kind of the whole thing, you would know Charles dropped out, you know, multiple times because of, you know, internet connection. So we're praying this time. Eddie Riley. Be a successful one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it happens sometimes, you know, you know, you, <laughs> you try to connect and you think it's going to go well. And then uh, just shows you that you're in a bad spot. But, you know, we did have a good conversation regardless, you know, the connection and, you know, we did want to give you a, you know, shot at, you know, having a full episode without you dropping off. Unfortunately, obviously, Jake will be <laughs> here for that one. But, you know, yeah, you know, you're here now. We're, you know, I'm very I'm looking forward to today as well. Tonight as well. Yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So let's get started. So first, in case you missed it. Huh. So I know it's been a week since our last episode with me and Jay, but. You know, we didn't get to talk about this, and it's funny I get to talk about with you. It's certain things that you know I can talk about you. Can't talk with Jay for real. So you know, yeah. Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day just did just pass, um, February fourteenth. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 an interesting day for a lot of people. I don't know. I've been seeing for Valentine's Day. I've been seeing you know a drop off kind of, and you know, I don't know. I know in our personal lives we got people that you know I got homies that really you know, take that Valentine's Day seriously. They got girls that they, you know, you know, they show out for. But for like the the general consensus, I've been I've been feeling like we all kind of in the same boat. 
<laughs> in in terms of just us kind of being you know, like fuck Valentine's Day this year. I don't really give a fuck. Um, I know I've been like that for a little bit, uh, but that's because of my lonely ass. But you know, anyway, I know that Valentine's Day, you know, it's a lovely day. The day after, you know, is, is universally known as side. Oh, you check. order everything on sale. Everything on it's sale. Everything on sale and. Hey, well, yeah, of course. Everything's on sale and Side Chick Monday <laughs> or Side Chick, whatever the next day of Valentine's Day is, Side Chick Monday. You know, that's the day, you know, you spent most of your time with your your main lady for Valentine's Day. And, you know, you want to give your Side Chick some love <laughs> and whatnot. But, you know, I, I did want to ask, what do, like, you know, obviously people in relationships, they have their Side Chicks, they got their main chicks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But what do niggas who don't have a girl really like you know like a girl with the title what do we do for valentine's day or what do niggas do for valentine's day that don't really yeah. have that do you give her the starter you pack? Have to tap in. what's your you, take on that you may have to tap into another source because you know i always gotta send on me snitch on myself <laughs> let's be but, for real uh, let's be honest <laughs> but It'd no be 100%. That, <laughs> but no um Definitely. So to go to your first point, you're talking about it's being like a, like in the air, it's like fuck Valentine's, fuck love. It's like if you people last year, everybody was breaking up. I know like everybody like in our some, you know, some people we both mutually know. But like we've seen people in, the, you know, some celebrities, people in the game breaking up like, it's like oh, shit. Like and so I don't know. I, I think. So with that, I think it's just a lot of niggas on a lot of self-love way, which segues to my actual answer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't know if I have an answer for niggas who's lonely on Valentine's Day. Nigga, not trying to get caught up. Like smoking. Except, <laughs> <laughs> except for smoking. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like, um, you know, you play some games. It's just like, that's just really a self-love that I ain't gonna hold you up. Like, I'm sitting here actually trying to think of like all the shit and it's just like, Cause what you can do, you can't go out nowhere. I mean, unless you just want to be surrounded by couples and then go get some right, right. five couples around them. So, um, but I definitely think that that's the one day where you need to go extra on yourself if you ain't got nobody else. Because I think one thing about Valentine's Day is that we all like it's been so like literally romanticized and like as it should be, but it's like people forget that it's different types of love. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously you got to mom sisters aunties you know friends family you know all of that just so if you don't have a balance or didn't have a valentine's day or valentine's it's definitely um okay it's definitely okay to the sun will shine on the 15th um and just love yourself that's that i'm that's probably the best answer i could give because honestly a very media trained answer this nigga's about to be good at that. <laughs> hey, when he becomes hey, when he becomes a rapper, like a big, big rapper, like he's gonna be good at these at the interviews and shit. When they ask him some real questions, he's gonna start just deflecting and shit. Uh, but anyway, self love. You know, you, you preach, you preach good, you preach good. Self love. You know, I'm a big fan, a big proponent of self love. But self love don't come mm-hmm. with no pussy. And you know, for the people who, you know like dick, self love don't come for that either. So I come, don't come with that either. So I mean, like you don't get that. So you know, you know, I I, I appreciate the preaching of the self love, and you know, it's important to love yourself. But you know, as humans, we have needs, we have we have desires, we have wants, we have, you know, you know, feelings of wanting to be in a companionship, and you know, and if mm-hmm. and and that self love kind of, I don't want to say prevents it, but it, it prioritizes obviously yourself, which is a good thing, but. You know, it shows it shows that just like, damn, it kind of puts puts things into perspective where you're just like, God damn, like, 
am I just lonely or am I just like really practicing myself? And, you know, people have been doing on a self-love journey for the last four, five, six, seven, eight years. And I'm like, uh, you can love yourself niggas. as much as you want. What is it going to translate to? <laughs> <your finances? laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm dead right. ass, bro. I'm dead ass. That's and, like, and you know, so it's like yeah. so that. So it's like, do you do you if you don't have that? It's like, do you just give up on the self love? It's like, damn, I've been loving myself for five years. It's fuck it, fuck it this year. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Like, so uh, it like what is that? What you saying? No, I think it really. I think it depends on the person. Like, obviously, people can self love themselves for the rest of their lives, but I don't think the person that's self loving for the rest of their lives wants to self love for the rest of their lives. They're kind of just doing that because, obviously, maybe I for the agree. first year or so is is all good and peachy keen. But overall, like, it's gonna get, it's gonna get to a point where you wanted to build yourself up to actually have that. Comp- obviously, we're humans, we're social creatures, so we we value like being together with some our value companionship. Uh, and yeah, capacity, really, and that self love is kind of just like a it's like a test you take, and you know, you or you study for it, and you take the test, and you want to pass the class. But if you keep studying, and you keep taking the test, you keep failing. It's kind of like, damn, we can't keep putting you back in the same spot, and you know. But a lot of people kind of accept that because you know, love is a slippery slope. And like I like I was saying earlier when I was posing the question, like a lot of people, especially a lot of niggas, you know, they have ladies or they have you know significant others that aren't titled as their girl but they treat them like their girl majority so that's why when i asked you i was like what do you get that girl what do you get that girl that's that's with you but not really with you so like you know things go left you can obviously be like you know we was never together blah 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 you can't expect that shit but you still like with her and you're doing like you know boyfriend girlfriend shit but when the valentine's day comes what do you give her? Because you don't want to go all out and make her feel like, yeah, like that's like, oh, like she the one, to to like she the one, like you can't, you know, get the room decorated, you can't show up with the with hella bottles of wine, hella roses, hella all that chocolate, whatever you do for Valentine's Day, you have to have like a starter pack or something for those girls. That's like, that's so like I don't know, like, what, what, what is that? Consi- what does that even consist of? Like I, I, you just yeah, give her like yeah. a bouquet. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so like that, that, that shit made me think about the niggas that's at the wreck or at the Y and they come full drip down, but they ain't getting <laughs> no buckets. It's just like, well, what, is, what you doing here, bro? Like, you niggas, you just suiting up for nothing. But to answer for the question, nothing. so, that, so yeah, so definitely, so if you in that situation, if you got like a girl, like, or a situation like that, my go to, I'm gonna say, like, I mean, women do love flowers. I mean, so obviously that's like an immediate, that's, you can't really go wrong with flowers. Um, and also, you have to think about also what that person enjoys. Like obviously, I'm going to assume you know a little something about this part. If you're kicking it with them, you know, you know, maybe just a little bit, you know, at least one or two things. So if you don't usually spend time with them, and you know, if you know that, hey, they like to do X, Y, and Z, just do something slight. You know, it ain't got to be done too crazy because you, like you said, you, there is a line between like, if you do too much, now it's like, on the fifteenth, it's gonna be like, damn, what are we? And it's mm. it's like, that's shot, and that's side chick we day. Saying. What are we? What are we talking about? This is my yeah. side chick's day. I just gave you your. But day. but I, but I will say though, <laughs> Valentine's Day is like the <laughs> Valentine's Day is where you put your cards on the table. Like I will like because if for when I will say like if because I'm if I'm fucking with a girl like whether it's obviously like. Not even it's my girl, because if it's my girl, then obviously something happened. But 
if I do something for you for Valentine's Day or nothing, that definitely kind of in your head gets you like a little benchmark. Like, hmm. Okay. Like, you know, I knew it wasn't this, but it's also like, or if you, like you said, if you do the opposite, you get the flowers, you get like, you know, just, you know, something sweet, something nice. Mm -hmm. Then they looking like, hmm, maybe. Maybe, maybe this is more not. than what I thought. Mm. But you know, niggas like to play games, though. That Niggas like to, sometimes niggas like to do all of this shit and be like, no, we not together. I just got mm. the whole room, a million flowers. And then, <laughs> no, why would you think we're together? <laughs> all I did was Crazy. book your favorite singer and you got your favorite wine and got your favorite chocolates and got your favorite room and we hung out and did everything that you wanted to do. But we're not together. Fuck that. No, of course. Why would you think that? Yeah, come on, you know. Yeah, no, I feel like Valentine's Day definitely either catches a lot of niggas up or pu puts a lot of niggas. Well, put either way, it puts a lot of niggas on their toes. Whether it's gonna like make you really yeah, want to like, be sly about it, or like really be sneaky and not get caught up, or you really like, damn, I gotta put some pressure on her. And girls love the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because niggas, because I mean, I will say like even just like having like. Like female friends and like seeing how like niggas are with them, like you do see like, like you see on Twitter like the bars and hell. Unfortunately, bro, us as niggas, bro, niggas ain't courting no more. That's really the big thing. I'm, I'm, mm. you know, I, I, I joked about, I joked about it with you like uh, maybe some time ago. But I was watching Animal Planet. You know, I'm, a, I'm an animal fucking nerd. You know, but them niggas be courting. Them niggas be on <laughs> That's that bitch courting. Thing to be a nerd for. I'm like, hey, bro. Animal Because I'm like, well, just, just animals in general, but like, even yeah. as a kid, I for sure was watching NBA TV and Animal Planet only. <laughs> and then right. mob documentaries. But no, niggas are not courting for real. Um, yeah. And I say, because it, like, it's just like, niggas think that doing one thing is good enough. And like, no, if you actually want to be in, in a relationship, you gotta. The thing is, you gotta do that one thing consistently, or not that one thing, but you gotta be able to do something consistently. So it's, you can't just take her on one date and be like, "Oh yeah, we good." Get her some flowers one time. We I got her flowers seven months ago, bro. She's good, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. and it's you know obviously it depends on your point in life. Because um, mm -hmm. obviously something that shouldn't be courting like. I don't even know right now if I'm in a position where I need to be. My focus needs to not be on that. But self love, yay! It's your self love journey, isn't it? No pussy. <laughs> <laughs> self love, no. <laughs> but no, but uh, but yeah, no. I just but you know we. I was just speak from the nigga perspective. Yeah, it's just like uh, because women do appreciate the little shit. Like it, like women appreciate mm -hmm. the thoughtful shit. Like that'd be the thing. Like. And I feel like niggas just kind of, for the right one, I mean, or just, I don't know, because I'm a different case, though, because, you know, because I'm like, I just, I'm a, I'm a lover boy, so, mm. you know, I'll be, I might, it's I might do some for shit you. for a girl. Yeah, but, but I, but I know the game, that's, I look, because it's like, damn, if I see niggas not courting, if I just start, if I actually, you know, I see my mama and my dad raise me a certain way, but it's like, like, if I see niggas not courting, I'm just going to go ahead and court. That's more women, mm -hmm. more opportunities, and also it's in my yeah. heart too because I want to do it. So, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that definitely, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lack of courting now, and I can say that I know a lot of friends that don't really court as much as maybe niggas in the past have, 
but it's you know courting is relative you know some people some people want to be courted yeah. in different ways like some some women exactly i know for a fact like they get really turned off when you don't open doors for them you don't open like car doors for them you don't do none of that shit for them um and there's other women that's like you know they don't really mind that they just like you know like you said the occasional flowers more than you know seven months apart um and you know there's different yeah. different women like different things you just got to know your lady because exactly. your lady's gonna tell you she's gonna let you know or your significant other doesn't whoever you you love they'll tell you how they want to be courted they'll tell you or they'll show you kind of how they want to be treated how they want to move and it's up to you you know as the person that's doing the courting to make that happen if you want that lady to be a woman you know obviously if that's just you know your little piece your little thing your little your little you know come on the know, side your little yeah 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 great side <laughs> chick whatever the fuck you want to say uh then you know you can just move accordingly to that but you know it's just interesting so valentine's day for the single niggas is always interesting but let's move on uh so in case you missed it the super bowl man the Super Bowl. And that yeah, was right man. before Valentine's Day. That was the day before Valentine's Day. We were together on, during the Super Bowl Sunday. Like, we had shout out to Steve, uh, our profile, Steve. Uh, we was at his house, at his crib, watching watching the Super Bowl. And, and yeah, man, Joey B versus Maddie Stats. I know you wanted, you wanted a different outcome, but, uh, you know, it nah, seems like the football it, gods gave it to our old, old QB from Detroit. So, yeah. So I'm don't give me so I did I did you gonna backtrack y'all listen back to this you gonna backtrack y'all watch this hey no hey no 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 watch this I did want the, <laughs> I did I did want the Bengals to win for sure um because it's it's always great to see because for them specifically it's just like it's a good story you know what I'm saying like yeah you had uh Jamar you had Joey they was at LSU together there's one more player so excuse me I'm forgetting his name but like they all won that championship together. And then to see like these this first year this nigga Joey started starting, they in the Super Bowl. But but on the other hand, and I, so I'm not gonna backtrack. Like I'm I'm gonna stand on it. Like I, I you know I'm gonna stand on it. But it was I wasn't pressed to one way or the other. Like because Matt Stafford, like that nigga did give us all in Detroit, Detroit, all the Lions and the Ford family fucked them. Mm. Um. So it was good to see, bro. Because like you always, I mean, you always want to see niggas go up, man. Like, and also I knew, I was hopeful that the Bengals would win. It was close. It was much closer. I told like it was close, close, but it couldn't. Them niggas actually, they could have won, but mm. you know, a missed call on the pass interference. Yeah, Maybe but the, the Rams, though, they definitely had the best overall. Like their pieces were their top five was like better. And it's only they was more experienced. Like when you got Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, um, Jalen Ramsey, and then you, and then yo, then then the Bengals O line is ass. Mm, yeah. Aaron Donald. Yeah, you get what you get. Von Miller. So, but it was a great game though. I will say though, like because before this year, for the last few years, I've been a casual uh, football fan because I used to like it more when I was a little younger, but. I will this I was tapped into as many playoff games this year as possible. Mm-hmm. I can't even lie to you, bro. Like it's a it's yeah. a lot of young ass talent, bro. Niggas is niggas is sweet, man. They're getting so, it. They're getting it. Yeah. Oh no, they're getting it. No, likewise, yeah. Very casual football fan here. Um yeah, I don't know, like the last few years I haven't been that interested. I think ever since I 
you know, got into college, I've, my 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 interest in football has kind of dropped off. But I say this playoff run, oh, really? is one, of the, one of the best playoff playoffs like I've seen in in the NFL, and like in in my time, recent history, like like it, 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 everybody yeah, really showed out. A lot of teams definitely showed out. Um, and you know, I was happy to see the Rams and the Bengals make it. You know, obviously, I I, I predicted Rams and Chiefs. But you know, hey, Joey B did, did what he had to do to Pat Patty Mahomes, and you know he couldn't make it to his uh his his was it he had his fiance, yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. nigga Pat Mahomes had his fiance and brother on the sidelines fucking up. Jackson Mahomes, hey, hey, man, I'm I mean, over hey, making look, TikToks. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, them niggas bad juju for that nigga, bro. Cause uh, it seemed hey, like uh, heard, hey, some bullshit. Did you see that they uh? Yeah, he talked to he like they can't come to like the 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 sidelines no more next season. <laughs> no, I heard that. But like, I heard Pat that was. I, I think Pat Mahomes like he tweeted. He was like, he was like, y'all make up anything nowadays. I don't know if he. Actually, that, I, uh, like, I, must, I must have got that from Ball Sack Sports. I must have got the uh, quote. Ball Sack this. Sports. Them niggas will get you. Ball Sack Sports. Watch out for all y'all sports fans that might just read something that don't read the title first. It's probably Ball Sack Sports. But, <laughs> or but it wasn't the niggas though. It was actually somebody like it was actually from like an actual account. So Shams, we'll, we'll see. That <laughs> nigga Sham, but he is Sham. But no, no, yeah. but no, it was great though. Like I, I enjoyed the whole like this entire playoff run. I'm very, very happy for for that. You know, just to see him, you know, get out of Detroit. Like you said, we're we're definitely a poverty franchise. Uh, blame the fucking Fords, and I work for Ford, and that's funny. But blame the fucking Fords. They don't hear this. Oh yeah. Um, my name is. He loves Ford. Everybody, the Ford family. Hey, chill out. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> 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 no. Nah, but uh, no, like I said, yeah, I'm happy for Maddie Stat. He made it. Made us his bro, and he got his his ring. OBJ, yeah. he got his ring. You know, Von Miller. Yeah, exactly. Um, shit, Jalen Ramsey too. Um, Cooper oh, Cup, Aaron Donald. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, cut you up, but like, I, I didn't know when I was mentioning the niggas on the Rams, I did not mention OBJ or Cooper Cup. Shout out to both <laughs> of them niggas too, man. Props. Like, I didn't like. Yeah. Shout out to them, bro. Like, they was they some dogs. They yeah. they some dogs for sure. Like, but yeah, yeah, see, yeah, and and like you said, the game was very close, very exciting. Like, it seems like it seemed like the the Bengals were gonna win up until the last maybe four minutes. At a game when niggas started actually making plays for yeah, uh, and and on the refs just started calling everything at the end. Like they literally started calling. They didn't call shit the whole game, and then nigga, you you see like hella flags thrown out the last three minutes of the game, and you like, well, I, this seems like this the Ram shit. And you know, Cooper Cup got him, got hey, him bro, some shit. You know, got MVP. That's that. That nigga, uh, the Bengals was about to beat the simulation. They it was about to let uh them niggas beat. The Los Angeles Rams in L.A. Hell no. Oh yeah, SoFi Stadium. You got me fucked up. It was this is the most on, L.A. Man. ass show ever, bro. You know, them niggas from fucking uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, bro. Yeah, Ohio been trying to get get a little. Shout out man, what? You know, <laughs> they've been trying to get a little comeback. Like Cleveland, with Cincinnati going to the uh, Super Bowl and, and the All Star Weekend being in Cleveland, you see them Ohio niggas definitely. Shout out to, to the Cavs. They like the shout out to the Cavs. Yeah, shout out to the Cavs. No. Nah, but no, I, I enjoyed it. Shout out to Cooper Cup winning MVP. You know, some people thought Aaron Donald should have got it. He did a tremendous job too. Really late in the game though, but so did Cooper Cup. So yeah, but, you know, hey, no, it, them, it, them last them last few plays though, 
Ooh, Aaron Donald had, they they would have lost. That's lost. the one that counts. Yeah, they would have lost. Yeah, but yeah, shout out to the Rams, shout out to the LA natives, but still fuck LA um as a city. Um but um also why, why well, fuck LA? Well, I'm only say that because Jay's Jay, every time Jay's talks about LA, he just bigs it up and that shit is just a fucking hellhole. Literally, like the shit's always on fire. So Hey bro, it's some it's some demons in LA, man. I don't know. Demons, what, demons too. It's probably it's very it's very like comparable to hell. If you really thought about it, like it's really <laughs> it's hot as hell. No, it's it's always that. burning. Everybody, like you said, everybody's a demon. It seems like everybody's kind of fake. It just seems kind of nasty, you know. And I don't give a fuck hey, if Jay here. Fuck LA. Don't quote me. Don't quote me because I ain't one of the conspiracy theories. But like, I did hear like there's some like. You use some access to some dark energy in LA. That's what I was thinking. Mm, yeah. The Hollywood yeah, yeah, LA is the, the LA niggas. But also 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 with the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime performance also was a thing. Uh we got a big, big hip hop moment. Big hip hop moment. This is like the first halftime performance where it's like all hip hop. Oh well, and R and B. Yeah. With Mary, so this was like a big thing. Shout out to Jay Z, shout out to Rock Nation for putting that shit together, and and his partnership with the NFL for putting all those people together. For people that don't know, the the halftime performance consisted of Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige, um, and also surprise uh, appearance from Fifty Cent and Anderson Pack, who was on the drums for yep. was it Eminem? Happy yeah, as hell, yeah. they didn't got the biggest smile in Hollywood. Happy as fuck. This nigga getting a bag. Hey, especially with him joining with Bruno Mars and making Silk Sonic. He knew that nigga was a cheat code. He knew he was getting a dub every song he made with Bruno Mars. And now he's playing the drum. Bruno Mars is a cheat code. He is a cheat code. But shout out to Anderson. The, the Super Bowl halftime performance, you know, when I first saw it, I really liked it. But, you know, the more times mm-hmm. I see it, I still like it for sure. But um, I wouldn't say it's a top... I don't know. I don't think it's it's definitely not. A lot of, a lot of people said this is the best halftime performance that they've seen. It's, and I don't. I don't think it's the best. It might be a top five, maybe because of the moment. Top five, maybe even top three because of the moment. But I think as a performance, it was. I, I don't know. Maybe I expected a little bit more. But overall, I, I mean, I was still happy. Like I, I was still happy to see you know our culture on the one of the biggest stages for the most televised event of the year. The Super Bowl, seeing them all on stage that together, and have that camaraderie and really perform, and the stage was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a lot of great things to talk about this performance, but overall, I do want to say I was slightly overwhelmed. But I don't know. How do you feel about it? Uh, to say it, well, one to say it's the best. I think it's just a lot of recency bias. Because um, mm-hmm. it's one, because we ain't seen a lot like our generosity our thing is our age people are our age we've only seen obviously we've we've seen a good amount but like as we get older and actually able to now as like understand the moments because let's say had this halftime this same exact halftime show and lineup happened what 10 years ago when we were 13 14 years old we would have been hype but it's just like we wouldn't have understood the gravity of moments so i do understand people saying it's maybe top five for that reason because like you said it is it was five heavy hitters. It's all hip hop, no pop shit. Like even when Beyonce was on, it was she was she wasn't the only a main act. Was she was mm-hmm. fucking Cole uh, Coldplay, right? Coldplay. I think that was the 2016 one. Beyonce headlined the 20 
2013 one, I think. But the 2016 one. Yeah, because I remember she had that one, but yeah, yeah. But um, I liked it though. Tag to, I actually I liked it. Um, and I'm gonna say here, I don't know if I liked it just because, and not even in a bad way, because I, I don't even I hesitate to say this, but I don't know if I liked it just because it was all hip hop and rap, mm-hmm. and I was glad to see that. Like again, I'm not saying that anybody's performance was off or nothing, but. Mm-hmm. I think it was big for the culture, and I think it will be pretty unforgettable. I'll, I'll keep it there, because mm-hmm. um, I learned to like. It also, I, you know, it go to show you that, like, for all artists out there who want to, because all those motherfuckers, obviously outside of Kendrick, but like, they're all of them are way outside of their primes. I mean, you could argue Kendrick is outside of his prime, but all of them outside of their prime, but they still gave still gave great shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I think the halftime, I think there's only, I mean, just taking like Beyonce out of the, like the fact, because Beyonce is just a whole nother Beast. animal when it comes to performances. And she, so mm-hmm. she, but like to be at that point in your career, like, you know, God willing, like, how old is 50? Like 40 something, 45 maybe? Yeah, Close I think 50. 50 yeah, he's fun. approaching 50. <laughs> he approaching 50. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's like, you, if an he gets a 50 years old and is, can do that give us still give a good show mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think that's i think that's just a testament to their to where they the era that they came up in as well mm-hmm. um because you had to have the talent it wasn't just a lot of flares and smoke and mirrors it was get on this stage perform your heart out because wasn't no streams nigga you got to get on tour you right. got to do these shows and you mm-hmm. wasn't getting no little money off all that shit so i like the show um I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it's top one or two, but I enjoyed the show. I think it was a great moment for hip hop. I do think Kendrick had the best, but also that's maybe because he's the youngest. He had the most energy to put forth his set and Kendrick is a showman, but no, and 50, I see Kendrick and 50 are the best, in my opinion, the best uh, set. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'll say. I'll, I'll give it top ten, maybe because I don't know the rest of the Super Bowl performance. There's a lot of performances or, niggas don't know. Yeah, so it's a lot of Super. But Bowl. I'll give it. No, I give it top five because I, I can. If you show me any of them, I, they probably not better than it. I'll give it top five for sure. Let me tell you that. But I, let me put some respect on it. I'll, top five. Mm, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's kind of what I say. Is 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 yeah? I've seen like a few Super Bowl performances. I think are better. Like I'll probably obviously people go to the 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 Michael Jackson one and the Prince one. The Prince one, especially yeah. when he actually made it, you know, rain on the stand, like on the state. Like well, he didn't make it rain, but it was raining. Yeah. You know, he made he made it work at the time. It was perfect time. It was a beautiful performance. But exactly. like that doesn't take away obviously for this big hip hop moment. Like for our culture and hip hop being like the biggest genre yeah. in the world, still it it only makes sense for it to be on the most televised event yeah. of the year so you know just to see you know all those legends and rap all the and, and and mary of course a legend in her own right of course and then, and then play the mm-hmm. song you know definitely some songs i wanted to hear and some other songs i, I you know i probably would have championed a little bit more but you know when you have like i think it's i think it's 12 minutes to perform you can only perform so much like you can it only, is only like have time like and it's five of the niggas there so if, if you got five niggas well six niggas plus 50 because they get 50 yeah, six but so yeah you know you know they gotta kind of you know give everybody kind of gets that two minutes 
to do what they got to do. Put put your best, whatever songs you want to play, maybe your two songs a minute from two of your best songs, and you know. And yeah, and I'm I'm glad Kendrick didn't play humble. Thank fucking God, you know. Even he, I knew he was gonna play all right, but you know, because obviously that's just the one. We that's a, that's step back song. Yeah, we would have. T- if that nigga played some humble, bro, the niggas would have been pissed. And you know, a lot of niggas, you know, kind of already don't really. There's a lot of niggas we know that don't fuck with Kendrick, and it's a lot of niggas that you know fuck with Kendrick, but you know, kind of don't like think he's right now. Some niggas. No, yeah. I, can niggas you know, like because rapidly rap because Kendrick? Yeah, I don't want to get too far because that's a whole. That's a whole. Another yeah, that's topic. a whole. That's a whole other thing we can talk about. Yeah, yeah that's a whole episode. Whole, that's a whole Kendrick episode. Shit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, but no, the, the 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 performances were great and and you know, obviously, you know, I like I said, I put it in my top five, maybe, maybe top three, but I kinda I would have to go through all the performances and you know, rank them based off my own personal feelings. Exactly. But, and also yeah, like the yeah, moment. Yeah, oh yeah, facts. The moment was also big. But no, we can uh we can move on. Um also the following weekend was all star. Uh-huh. Yes, this it, just, it just ended yesterday on Sunday with the All Star Game, and yeah, it was. It took place in Cleveland, Ohio. I did plan on going, or I did think about going. You know, you plan on going. Yeah, you you just think about it. You just like maybe yeah, I, I, maybe I got the money to put together, but then you realize how much money it actually is, and then you just like no, no, I can't do that. Yeah, especially because it's yeah, especially for that because I I for, it dawned on me. Cause this is a seventy fifth anniversary, so it was gonna be it's a ticket. Cause you was gonna be in that, you was gonna see Mike, nigga. You was gonna see you Mike. You was gonna see Kareem. You, was, you it know, makes so, sense. Yeah, so yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. No, that shit was definitely, definitely. You know, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, this was the seventy fifth year. You know, acknowledging the seventy five greatest players to ever play it, based off the NBA. Um, you know, it's a lot of stuff as well. But that's a whole nother topic too. But. Um, you know, it was it was, yeah. it was interesting. It was good to see, you know, a lot of these generations come together and, you know, get their moment. Um, just you know, the twenty five within the last twenty five years get the, you know, rough shoulders with the fifty and you know, in the next twenty five years. Yeah. It was really great. And then when they you know, when they released I the top one hundred in the next twenty five years, you know, it's it's some players in my mind, I'm like definitely probably gonna be on that list that that there wasn't on the seventy five list. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be some players that aren't even in the league right now that might be on that list too. It's it's, it's crazy to think about just I, I, I love shit like that when they just like like uh certain professions, especially like sports or like rap or you know music or really anything that has like a a gener like generational shit prior and you kinda and you kinda respect that because of the people that came before you and you acknowledge that like Acknowledging the greats, you know, put us in this position. You know, it's good to kind of give them their flowers while they're still here, as well as well as 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 much as they can. But as for the actual All Star Weekend, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings for it. Um, I just feel like the hype has kind of died. I'm just saying. I I say I have mixed Mm. feelings. Yeah, I say the hype for the All Star Weekend is definitely dying down. I think most people rarely talk about it, especially with the likes of the Super Bowl being so close to it. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably because of a lot of changes over the years. You know, the All Star Game definitely looks different than when me and you came up watching it, and yeah. maybe because we were kids, and maybe it was more of a spectacle. And you know, maybe the it was, it was just a different, too, like, different league. Yeah, it just felt like a grander experience. Uh-huh. And maybe because we're older, it's kind of like we don't see it as probably maybe little kids see it. But I don't know. I don't think that's one hundred percent the case. I think the hype itself nah. and uh, nah. isn't the. 
isn't the best. Go ahead. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm biting. You know, I'm biting at the bits because as for as casual NFL fan, I'm the, the I'm, a, I'm the opposite. Uh, I'm the opposite <laughs> NBA, way when right? it comes to basketball. And NBA. So one to say my thoughts on the weekend. I th- so I'll say first. Okay, I got the dunk contest was asked. And so I th- I, that'll segue into like so one I think that let's they get do that out the way. Switch it. Bad, it was bad. Yeah, like I think <laughs> I think they do need to. I think we peaked 2016 because it's like because also if you think about it, bro, there's only so many dunks niggas can do over 30, 40, 50 years, right? Especially mm-hmm. over the last 30, as niggas is getting way more athletic, niggas is just flying out the gym. And so, one, I do think they need to do need some revamping with the the format. So, I think the the, the rookie all star, I mean the, the rising stars game is good for those that don't know. That's the uh, rookie sophomore game. Basically, is it is it still rookie star or is it is it they change it to the? No, it's still rising stars. Yeah, it's still rising stars, but I know like they haven't ch- played messing with that format um, in the last couple. No, of not years. too much. Um, but it's, it's usually still. Yeah, but it is still. Rookie sophomores, first, second year players, um, and I just think I don't know. Even the three point contest, like it was like I don't know. I want to see like we want to see the stars, bro. Like, like I'm sorry, like we mm-hmm. want to see. I want to see Steph out there. I want to see Clay out there. I want to see this nigga with Dame. He has been injured, but to put Dame Trey under. I want all mm-hmm. of them on the ball shooting together. Like, all right, young cat, Carl Anthony Town, he's good, bro. Desmond Baines <laughs> is okay, man. But, but like, bro, I'm, I'm trying to see the no name stars, bigger. bro. It's like, no. Yeah, bro, even in the dunk contest, we we watch an OB Toppin. This nigga, Cole Anthony. Anyway, bro, if you oh. Cole Anthony, but that shit pissed me off. But they definitely do need to make a change Um, with the formatting. I, I, I think there is a lot of creative ways it could go, obviously. I think the the fan favorite is implementing some type of tournament. I think I've heard that they floated around some type of turning around the mid season thing. Um, but even like, what if the top players are like some King of the Hill shit? Like, I don't know, like King of the Hill for those that don't know basketball, that's a one on one, but it's just first, first shot. Like you, you make a shot, you want a court. Like that's as simple as yeah. that. So shit like that would be just like, you could see fuck, let's say Luca and, and John ja Morant play one on one for one bucket. You know what I'm saying? Maybe do some charity shit like that. You know, but um, just shit like that. But I did enjoy the mm-hmm. weekend. Um, I think I more so enjoyed yesterday than the entirety of it. The All Star game and then the honoring of the 75th anniversary. Um, and like you, I think you touched on it a little bit. Like the NBA does a great job of honoring their legends um, and honoring the past and. Mm-hmm. Really showing how everything came to be up until this moment, and I can just like I said, I can just imagine how surreal. Like even we look at LeBron is like obviously like some people say he my go, but like LeBron is LeBron. But it's like this nigga looking at these niggas like whoa, bro. You, this is like you like Kareem, this MJ, this mm-hmm. like like you know because these are the niggas that he was watching, and so I can only imagine right. how great it felt for all of the younger players with them younger, you know, Astro, you know, like D Wade's, Mellows and Bronze and them. Um but I enjoy the weekend, but I do think them I think I think Adam Silver knows it too. I think there will be a change in the next couple years mm-hmm. of the format, but they do need to do a better job of hyping shit up. And I feel I, 
I just think that the, I think just we got it's just time to switch it up. I think it's been the same for so long, and especially with the dunk contest being so underwhelming. Really, the last couple of years because it's not the first year. Um, right. A big a change needs to come, but I think it's coming for sure. I'll say from what I've heard, per my sources in the league. From my sources, so <clears throat> yeah, niggas always got sources. <laughs> to you say, to you ask them uh, who? Uh, but no, anyway, my uh, name. It can't say names. Yep, that's how it always go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, definitely the, the All Star definitely needs to needs to needs to do a little bit of a revamp. I think. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems like it's it's lacking. It's definitely lacking a lot of. That. I know the ratings have for sure dropped off over the last couple of years. If I if I had like the ratings pulled up, but it, it, it I know it's definitely a drop off. It's it's not enough. It's not a not a lot of people really looking at it nowadays, like you said, because like it's All Star weekend, but we're not really getting stars. And Cole Anthony. Man, I'm on yeah. your head, bro. You really did some bullshit all weekend, bro. I saw you pull your pants down. I seen it's you. So last year, brothers, man. man. You gotta get them. Nah, we don't. No, we don't claim. Them. I claim. I claim Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Shout out 2016, like you said. Uh, um, you know the other light skin. The light skin niggas this year was was a little off. <laughs> the Cole, Cole Anthony's was a little bit off. Uh, fucking Juan Toscano Anders. Man, I don't. I don't know. It's some bullshit. Juan but, you T. Know, I hope they figure something out. Um, the skills challenge, like the, with the skills challenges and whatnot, the three point, the dunk contest, uh, the celebrity game was okay, but you know, I don't fucking know 60% of the celebrities that they choose nowadays. Like, that I, was all, I forgot about that. What the fuck? Man. I saw a TikToker, bro. Who the fuck is that? Hey, no, she, hey, no, hey, she was, hey, she's a hooper, though. She hey, a, she I a was, hooper. I was, she's like, she a hooper. Back. <laughs> hey, no, she's not behind the back. She said, yeah. I said, oh, shit. But I do agree with you, though. Outside, like, yeah. They do need more cele- actual celebrities, like right, like niggas. We actually would tune in and watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, we give a fuck about you know. But who's you know, a celebrity they, though? Oh, that's who is a. I don't know. Like, obviously, we got we got the celebr- Quavos, we got the Jack Carlos. Obviously, we saw like, that who, shit with. Like, yeah, yeah, we did see how that go. But you know, I don't know. Well, the niggas just got to get it together, and 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 then they have like a perform. It was a performance too. We was laughing at this shit because we was together too. So I'm gonna tell oh. you. So it was a performance at the all all star <laughs> at the all star game too. Obviously, um, who was there? I think it was DJ Khaled and friends. Yeah, I think it was Gunna, Migos, Khaled, Baby, Gunna, Migos, and Wayne. Ludacris was there, and Mary J. Shout out Mary J. She showed up. Oh yeah! Shout out, she to, been, shout out to Mary J. She was in. She was in. She came from the Super Bowl and did her performance. and came and did her own. Did some new shit at the All Star Game. But I'm gonna tell you, I was with Charles watching that shit, and I think and, and we didn't know it was a delay on what we was watching it on. We think it, we thought it was like the actual like game that had a delay, or like the performance that had a delay. So it was like a point where like you know those songs would come on. You know they have like CD tracks, and CD tracks are basically like yeah. tracks that artists perform on stage that have you maybe different cuts or different like parts of them saying but mostly it's just the beat so they can perform they're really just meant to perform so a lot of those cd tracks on that performance like they were going but if you looked at the artists like the lips weren't syncing up to what the 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 shit was going so i thought that their earpiece had a delay and that they were like performing what like horribly maybe like a, a couple seconds behind what we were hearing from the actual music so we was looking like we we heard DJ Khaled come on. We was we was like nigga, what the fuck is he saying? We was just looking at this nigga, this nigga like, and, we, and this nigga hear like thirty different songs, sounds, and shit coming from. He's like, bro, he's not matching up. And then we figured out. I was, I like, was actually but, like, I was literally on the floor like laughing my ass, like <laughs> no fucking exaggeration, bro. I, I hopped out of my chair, bro. I was on the floor, bro. 
That shit was so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man <laughs> either way that it was a decent performance it wasn't better than, definitely wasn't better than the super bowl but it was a decent little nba performance you know the nba really be hyping the niggas so they they gonna give you the hip-hop they gonna give you the hip-hop yeah. they're they, they gonna show you shout out to mary j for doing both monet tahada that's for the niggas that watch power um yeah but yeah shout out to the all-star weekend in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. but uh let's move yeah. on uh, next, in case you missed it, Kanye's documentary. So, man, Kanye's documentary. For me, regardless of all the antics that Ye has been on for the last, his whole life, um, this documentary was definitely a long time coming. Um, you know, for me, me being like a, it's finally arrived. I've, you know, I've known that this was in de- development for some years now. And I think that's just cause I'm a Kanye super fan. Um, but I was excited to see this, like just, just, just as even, even beyond being a Kanye fan, just being a music fan, being just a yeah. loves watching shit. Like, I feel like this, at, at, and it's only been, it's three, it's three acts to it. Act one drop. And we still wait for act two and three, but act one did drop for this, for this documentary. And I, think act two I gotta say, man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I gotta say this is one of the most inspiring documentaries I've ever seen, man. Like, I I don't know. I was happy to see his story told to the casual casual listener. I know it's a lot of people that don't know his story. I know me and you were different because you know we're big hip hop fans, so we kind of knew like the gist of his story and how he came, how he came up. But just to see that and to see footage from that, like, is all is a whole bunch of footage I've never seen, of course. And you know, some things I knew, other things I didn't know, and some things I thought they were gonna put in but didn't. But you know, it's a lot of, it was just, it was very inspiring. It was just, I don't know, yeah, for lack of a better word, it's, it was very, very, very inspiring. I don't know. How did you feel watching it? Because I know you watched it too. Uh, man, um, so one, I, I mean, I echo a lot of the same shit that you said. Um, I don't know if it's up for some people that didn't, that probably did because my shit got screwed up last time, but I, we talked, we, I touched briefly on like Kanye's influence on me. Um, so one, I was definitely great to, I was grateful to be able to watch it because um, Ye was like the first. I was ironic. He's the first rapper that I really was just like, oh, well, this is my favorite rapper. And I, this was when uh, Late Registration came out, Gold Digger. So 2006-ish, maybe around that time. I was a young nigga. I was like seven, eight years old. Um, or Yeah, however old I was. But I, I love it. Like, I'm... Um, mm-hmm. To say that it was inspiring, uh, even like that's like that's an understatement. Like that's um, and, and it goes to show you how it goes to show you how I don't. I'm trying to say how genius Kanye is. I'm just use like use the word because I think that people who have that foresight and that vision and are able to execute it. And then you have a literally a documentary. You use everything is documented. Obviously, we've seen in the public and the media. The good and the bad with yay, but like just to see those intimate moments, like yeah. it just goes to show you that that nigga is he's like that through and through, all the way around. Um, taking for what he is, good or bad, you know. Um, and his his impact on music and the culture, I think, his like you can't talk rap and hip hop in the last 24. Five years without talking yay. Um, you can't. 
That's damn right. You know, and, you can't. And like you, you, you know, and so to just just to see like all those intimate moments, man. I was, man. I don't. That shit just. I don't know. It's, I, I was in awe. Like that shit made me. I, I had. To, I was in the studio. Yeah, I know. I know it did something I, to you. Yeah, like you know, I was. I, I paused that shit. I broke, man. Hey, so, you listening, man? I. Y'all gonna y'all gonna hear the switch. Y'all gonna be like, oh yeah. Y'all gonna be like, oh yeah. This nigga listen to this yay document when he wrote this. But mm. no, I, I love it though. And mm. it's just he's gonna show you, bro. You gotta bet on yourself. You gotta bet on yourself, bro. Like Facts. fuck you everything else. You have. If you don't believe in yourself. Why the fuck anybody else should? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, what's the name? I think Shannon Sharp. He said that he was just like, uh, don't worry. Yep. Proving niggas right. I mean, don't worry about proving niggas wrong. Prove yourself right. Like just prove yourself right. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, you, you just go on like fuck, fuck, fuck what everybody right. else got to say. Obviously, everybody gonna doubt. Like it, it don't matter what you do. Niggas gonna doubt you. Your close friends gonna doubt you. Your family gonna doubt you. Your enemies gonna. There's a lot of niggas right. that's gonna doubt you. You if you don't believe in yourself, you, the most, you won't succeed. Simple as that. Exactly. Especially the niggas that um that want to take it to where it ain't been took before. Like yeah. nobody. Like if you want to do something that nobody's around you done especially if you want to do something that ain't nobody damn near in life is done i mean yay's point nobody gonna see the vision i used to you never like nobody yeah and you have to realize that like asap because you know once you once you realize that and you know kai is a different case because he has just an exceptional level of confidence he even said in a documentary like even me even doing this this uh fucking hit this documentary because he had his boy uh like film him basically yeah, exactly, since, yeah. since, since, the, since the beginning but shout out cody cody shout out cody but um yeah he was just like even doing this is narcissistic but i don't give a fuck like he's i believe in myself i believe in what i'm gonna do and you know he he's pioneered so much in the game and pioneered so much and and his music and he's changed he's literally changed music he's changed hip-hop he's changed how people like perceive he has it's a reason why he has such a big fan base like he was one of the first to do the to be like in between even said in documentary in between uh rockefeller and the other label that he was trying to join with talib and them. um because he had a mix uh, of the consciousness he had a mix of the was it rock raw rockets records rock records rockets records rockets yeah yeah, raucous records. So yeah, he was right, right in between that because you know he had the conscious shit, shit the super conscious shit that Talib and Tribe was really spitting. But he also had like the mainstream. He wasn't street, but he had like you mm-hmm. know mainstream appeal like Rock Nation did and Jay Z and and all and his his camp. So you know it's just interesting to see that man. It's it's, it's hip hop evolution, man. And, and Kanye is a big big part in hip hop, big part of music, big part of culture. And just to see like a documentary that showcasing that, you know, is very. Very great, very very good. I've watched it multiple times. I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah. And I told y'all niggas I wasn't gonna talk about Yay until this documentary. Even though last episode I had to talk about Yay, but this is what I really wanted to talk about. But yeah, but yeah. So it's yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go to our prime time. It's time. It's time. Time. Time to really, really, really get into some discussions. <laughs> so. This topic, the topic for this week um, is something that I feel like has kind of, especially us as black people, kind of loomed over our heads for a little bit. Obviously, a lot of people kind of use it as a hot topic uh, just just to be like, look, this is something that I've done just to kind of, you know, validate a lot of their accomplishments, which, you know, by any means, go ahead. But um, I just Mm -hmm. think it's something that 
um i don't know it's something that we don't it's it's looming over us but we don't consciously think about it's like in the back of our head kind of and and i and it's the, the topic of generational curses um and when i think of generational curses in my opinion i i just think it's a, it's a bunch of behaviors um habits and contradictions that become like patterns that are passed down through multiple generations um yeah. and you know they're, they're usually passed down from stories or you know actions from our parents uh uncles grandparents aunties guardians whoever is raising you as you're growing up a lot of those stories and actions are passed down you kind of and as, as a kid you kind of see those and you adopt those even unknowingly so i do want to toss it back to yeah. you what do you think when you hear generational curse like i know it means a lot and i know you hear a lot of people especially at umich and a lot of people that we even know you know they where they say like that i've broken the generational curse of you know i'm the first i'm a first gen student i'm a first gen you know student first gen whatever like i'm doing something that's different than what my family has been on so I did want to ask you, like, what do you think? Like, what is what comes to mind when you think of generational curses? Well, one, the what I was just thinking about as you were saying that one, I, I think different people look at generational curses different. And I like when I like obviously, but when I say people, I'm talking about like one us as I think us as black people, I think generational curses and a connotation and how we talk about it. Is much different than I think. Um, even like immigrant, like other minority immigrant families, their generational curses are different. I don't know why people got generational curses. I just think they have karma. But mm -hmm. um, I'll say, obviously, because I'm black. If you didn't notice, um, I'll speak mm -hmm. from that perspective. For me, when I hear generational curses, and, and I'm, I'm a per obviously personalize it, but. For me, how I take it, like so in my family, I think I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of this in a lot of the black community, especially as it relates to addiction, um, uh, and anything. So obviously, addiction to like alcohol, addiction to to drugs, hard or just even some people like weed is obviously anything can be used when used wrong. It could fuck you up, but. When I hear the generational curses thing, I, I first thing I'm thinking about is, ah, damn, like you see, like we all got uncles, cousins, older people in our family who we, we see, like you hear the stories and be like, damn, they could have did this. They was on their way to do this. They was blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. But then they got on this. They started drinking this. They started smoking this. They started gambling this, me, whatever the case. And so I think now for me, I look at it as like, in this generation, I think with so much access to information, and I think our generation, like, I think the veil has been lifted over a lot, um, especially with people like, you know, I always say like our generation between like 96, 97, between and like 2000, it should be like it's 99, should be its own thing because like we were in the middle of the technology wave in an old school way in terms of we we was going next door knocking on niggas hey can such such come outside and then we on the game we was on the computer and on the internet and so we got so much access to see and learn for ourselves because kind of what you said like the stories get passed down but i think I, they get passed down with old ways of thinking and i think our generation as we've seen, like a lot, like we are, a lot of us are breaking those generational curses, whether it's us people fighting addiction, whether it's people moving out of a certain area, 
whether it's people shit going to college, graduating college, whatever the case is, um, I think that we have an understanding of I think we have an understanding of what was wrong in the past, especially I think religion is a big thing. And I don't know, I'm getting really off, not off topic, I'm going a lot of different ways with it. So bear with me, let me know, Darren, if I'm like, need to reel it in. But it's just a oh, lot yeah, of- Yeah, you, uh, you talking about stuff, stuff I thought about, thought about too. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, so it's like a lot of outdated ways of thinking when it comes to Certain things, I'll just say we, like our parents, grandparents, they look at weed as crack. Like growing up, we thought that shit was crack. I'm like, whoa, if I smoke weed, bro, I'm just gone for life. But as you get older, you you start to see the world and understand it for what it is and realize Mm -hmm. that, nah, bro, like, obviously that, uh, weed is something much different, you know, obviously for that one example, but weed is not crack. Like obviously crack did is, like we know what crack is. Um. But I think generation, I think it's, it's about understanding what went wrong in your bloodline and your family. Mm. And I think, you know, just to, you know, give, like get your response on it so it's not a monologue. Um, understanding what went wrong in the family and then now understanding you have the opportunity to break it. And do you want to fall into that curse, whatever it is, whether it's addiction, gambling, whatever the fucking thing is. Or do you want to rise above it or fall into it? So that's kind of mm-hmm. what I think of it. You know, that was a little long-winded, but. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, you got you to go get your charger, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. Hi. You're probably wondering, where did he go? He went to go get his charger. So now you're stuck with me. D. Allen. The Don of all trades. I talk to myself a lot. I feel like a lot of you niggas do too. I'm not the only one. It does get kind of embarrassing when you're actually recording though. So, you know, if you play this back and uh, just want to listen to me uh, go insane... By all means, go go for it, you know. Won't be mad, you know. and we're back okay um yeah definitely you said you said a lot of good things there um now like when i think about generational curses obviously i when i that's a bunch of habits and contradictions that are passed now but when i think of you know mm-hmm. generational curse obviously when you say like stories and actions you know there's generational teachings you know aren't a bad thing you know i, I feel like that that, no, definitely, exactly. that is definitely a clear distinction between a curse and the teaching like 
I feel like, you know, how you, how to play a sport a certain way, like you learn from your pops, like how he does it, you know, you get a lot of those skills. That's that's the teaching that probably has been passed down a certain generation, you know, values in higher education, you know, us kind of, kind of coming mm-hmm. up, know, like knowing how important college is, and discipline, emotional values, manners, like table manners and, you know, speaking to everybody when you come in. It's, it's a myriad of things that we learn that definitely have a big benefit and and. and clearly differentiate ourselves from a lot of people you know having those type of yeah. generational teaching um but you know when it becomes a curse you, you mean like as black people black people when i say yeah when i, when I say black oh, right. well, i, I want to talk about people when i say people I'm, I'm really only speaking about our experience like as black people you yeah, know and it could be relatable to you know non-blacks as well but you know i'm only speaking from my perspective um this is for the niggas strictly for the niggas strictly motherfuckers it's like no uh but but when it becomes a curse and uh has a more negative connotation you know that's when it becomes a problem you know and i say when people follow those practices that i mentioned those teachings or stories from parents without any personal thought of their own that's when it can be extremely harmful or even traumatic and i think black people we have a slew of trauma generational trauma that 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 That, really Yeah, that really, you know, kind of puts things into perspective on how we're doing. You know, you've already touched on it, like uh, addictions, like alcohol, drugs, sex, you know, that runs in the family, that can run in the family. You know, you find yourself, if you if you find yourself drinking a lot, if you find yourself smoking a lot, that means addiction probably runs in your family. Like, and that's a generational curse that you will have to be conscious and break, even if you know, even if mm. you know that, gener- even if you don't know that's a generational curse, like having that and, and knowing like how, your family reacts or how your family operates under certain vices gives you a clear window on how you are too. And, 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 and even yeah. beyond, addi- even beyond addictions, like mental health, <laughs> depression, anxiety, that's definitely passed down too. uh, divorce. Yeah, we don't also understand that. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say yeah, exactly. I'm going to say divorce too. Just black people. Yeah. And, and that's something that we don't really acknowledge. Um, shit, lack of higher education. Uh, poverty i'll say like poverty is a big big thing that's a generational curse if you are born in poverty there's a higher chance that you're going to stay in poverty and that's and that's one of those things that's 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 just ass because that's just something that you kind of inherited but like and you have to really that's why like those mm-hmm. rags the richest stories are always so powerful and so monumental so impactful because they, that's a that's a clear example of breaking a generational curse like somebody becoming a millionaire somebody garnering wealth and making sure their family for the next generations are set and that's like a clear example and you even touch a religion man like if yeah. especially with black people and man there's i mean with me and jay have talked about this in a previous episode too but like every black person or a lot of black people that i know are probably came up christians or or muslims i said it's a good muslim population too but mostly christians like either either way it's a religion you're imposed upon it's a religion that you're born like this Mm. is how i need to believe this is my faith and that's a generational teaching and Um, and that's when i think that it it, it, i think it has its benefits but i think you if you like you said like if you do it with no personal thought Mm-hmm. then that's when a problem arises because it's like you because obviously mm-hmm. we we obviously we all know our like all, we all know our parents and grandparents aunties whatever our elders they say a lot of wise things but then you also realize at the time that they came up in was much different and how the understanding mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. world and, and society as it should be is a little different like i'll, I'll say like a big thing 
um, uh, I think professionalism, right? And I guess black people like, and, and it makes it like, and it, even like your parents, like our parents would be so keen on not going to certain places, looking a certain way, not, you know, and, and it's, right. I, and there's, you need that because that's like, as you grow, as you like certain places, you do need to come a certain way. But there's also like, I do need, I do need the, in this generation, I think we're reclaim. I don't, we're reclaiming our luxury to just be black in public spaces, mm. unapologetically, yeah. and that's why sometimes, it, like, and that's why I look at because like they come from a place where it's like a lot of respectability politi- politics, and I, again, you it's not their fault because again, that's like you said, like that's you born into what you're born into, and so with that, it's kind of like if you like we like. We'd be like, man, like if I want to walk around in my do rag, bro. If I want to walk around, dress a certain type of way when I'm, I'm out and about. Yeah, like yeah, that the hairstyle is probably about like the big one of the biggest things is like, bro. I'm a rock this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to conform to the. And I got we um, the white man, but I don't want to have to conform <laughs> to those to those standards. I don't I don't want to have to conform because like why. And I think right. that's, again, yeah, some shit is inadvertently passed down. But then I think, and I'll take, you know, my parents and my mother, like, they are understand. I think they, I think they're understanding of, like, how things are different and how, damn, some of the shit that we kind of grew up on is just different. Like, it's, it's good, bad, or however they want to look at it. Things are different. I think, like, you know, like, we're at a point now, and I've also... They came from a safe generation in terms of because you you know especially at that time is like you if, if a good opportunity came about and there's not many opportunities for people of of, of our the black people niggas then you got to take it and it's like you a fool to like me like me me wanting, wanting to rap like I was like I, you know I want to do other things you know but it's like no you just want to rap like you know. That's like go to school. You know, obviously I, you know, went to school, graduated by the grace of God. But um it's just sometimes sometimes they just want to continue things because that's a tradition. And not and or not when tradi- how things have been done. because I, I don't want tradition is sacred, but how things have been done. And that doesn't always mean that there isn't room for improvement. You know, mm-hmm. so now you talked a lot about religion, and I want if you if you could I'd go a little more into that, and I'll piggyback off of you. But religion is a big religion has, and again I'm you know I'm, I'm a God fearing man, and I'm a but I got my own understanding of religion, and I'll 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 give that explanation, you know. But yeah, like what like what were you really what, like what were your thoughts on like how the religion was really passed down, and how it could be hurtful or a curse? I mean, hurtful or a blessing, however you want to break it down. Uh well I say for, especially with religion um I say it it kind of puts puts us in a box especially as a young as a young lad coming up you you yeah you you obviously listen to you listen to your guardians you listen to your parents and whatever they're believing yeah. you don't believe and until you get old enough to kind of realize like certain things or like understand how certain things are taught or how certain things are communicated through like 
shit just not, not even within your own family but shit the race our race in general just how especially christianity i'll, yeah. I'll use that as an example how's that that's like the biggest religion obviously in the world but especially in for black people and it's kind of ironic that you know black people we really want to take it back like we definitely weren't christians like we we definitely yeah, didn't yeah. like we th- there's definitely a religion that was like beat into us and then to kind of have that be also like now our parents beat that into us like obviously maybe not physically in some cases it is yeah. but or more so like you know just like this is the way of life this is who you need to believe in like and i'll piggyback off what you said i am also a god-fearing man and that's because i have my own relationship with god um outside independent from my parents but i've definitely had moments where i question a lot of that shit i think a lot of us have but we don't want to admit it that we've had moments where we're just like this shit is is this shit even legit like is this even right like but you kind of like and it depends you see those inconsistencies yeah you see the inconsistencies and everybody grows up in a different household too so like some people value that those christian lifestyles more and i'll say the the households that that maybe put that like uh put more emphasis on that and kind of you know maybe negatively affect their children um from like or negatively affect their children like living that type of lifestyle it causes those children to kind of act out and rebel even more than people who are kind of are given more of a choice i'll say so that's what i'll say like we're religion from that especially with, with black people that's like the main thing yeah, cause I like I said, like, cause I think, and I, 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 as we were talking, I thought about it, like, you know, like we, we, you talk about person, like before, like how life is. Cause I look at, I, I look at life as very, it's very complex and there's a lot of options, but at the end of the day, everything boils down to two options. Everything is very binary in my, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and so, um, I think that generational curses and teachings can be. hard to distinguish depending on how it manifests itself so by let me give you an example so some people like addiction may run in your family but as i think me and you both know I, when i say the, those these niggas have come to mind um some people in their families they bat like they saw people battle addiction and it turned into in front okay, of i'm not gonna do that right yeah i'm not i'm not gonna do that but now that they are addicted but if you look at the things like it's, it's the addiction manifests itself in much of like positive manner. So they're addicted to like their work or their craft or like so that that obsession, that addictedness or that it's still there. Addictivity. Yeah, whatever. Addiction. That that addiction inclination is mm-hmm. still there. And so that's one that's one thing I wanted to touch on, like, because even with religion, which is why I brought it up, because black people they, yeah, black people, like, I think anybody listening, most people, if you're black, I can probably guarantee that you're probably Christian. I can probably bet it. But, like you said, like, we, we, what, this wasn't there. Like, if you just logically look at shit, it's okay. We went, we was to a certain place, we got brought to this place. Niggas, we knew that niggas used Christianity as a way to, you know, enslave and manipulate, but. I think black people, so I say that because while black people are so, the way that they are, like, it gets passed down and it's so strict. Because black people at the end of the day are very spiritual people. I think black mm-hmm. people are very, have mm-hmm. been and always will be very spiritual people. So I think, like you said, once you find your own unique relationship with God, um, then I think you are on the right 
path instead of just believing everything. Because I don't think any, whatever capacity, I don't think you should believe anything that's told to you. Mm -hmm. You know, and so especially when it comes to relating. Now, I, I went to I went to Cornerstone. Um, was second it's grade. That Catholic. Catholic it's like it's it ain't it wasn't like strict cat it wasn't like strictly Catholic it wasn't also mm -hmm. like, but it was pretty strictly Christian. I was like right. I, I wouldn't say Catholic, right, right, but right. it was like strict Christian. But and even with that, I just I saw like you said I think I just saw a lot of hypocrisy. Like not even just. Some obviously some instances, but like especially with like our elders and things like you. So they'll they'll tell like I'll just give the most I think the most uh, controversial topic to old people is homosexuality. Is so if, if you're telling me that God loves all people, God created all people, how are you just gonna hate these people? Like, right. how, like not these people, excuse me, but you know what I'm saying. Like how are you gonna hate? No, I know what you mean. How are you gonna hate people? Like you know what I'm saying. Like and then I, that, even as a kid, I always thought like even like, in the government, I'm like. Why? I'm like, why is these niggas? Why is that a with thing? my nigga Thug Nip? Like, why? Do my, what did these niggas do? What did they do to make these niggas that mad? And nothing's yeah. like, why? Like, why can't? I've never understood. Like, what is a one man or one woman who they just choose to love? The fucking talk of the town. It's like, bro, if, if a nigga loves a nigga, bro, okay. If a woman loves a woman, okay. Yeah. You know, and again, like, because we hear a lot of our like parents, like older people, is just like. They make real slight marks. Some people are really anti-gay, like, and it's just like that's one. Thing. Even that, I was just like, that's that's that was like the first thing in hypocrisy. I'm like, okay, like, and then they y'all preaching one thing, and it's y'all y'all. I see y'all doing all this other shit. It's like that's not. I'm pretty sure that wasn't in the Bible. Like, shout out right. Drake and uh, Dirk, right. but I'll say my individual relationship with. God definitely changed when I became about 18. When I got to college, 17, 18, when you could actually be on your own and understand the world through your lens instead of you at your, you know, you growing up and it's like you on this skate. I'm at home, I'm at school, I play sports, I got this meeting, I do whatever, I'm back home. Your parents is putting all they, they beliefs and thoughts into you, good or bad. But as you get older and you start to experience the world for yourself, I understood it as. One, I need to have my own unique relationship with God. But two, I you know, shout out I me, mean, shout out Yay earlier when he said the years it was 2013, 14 is probably on sway, I think. When he said I am a God, that interview. Mm. Um at the time niggas thought it was blasphemous. And it was just I mean, I, I did too. I was like, mm -hmm. like I didn't I didn't Great I wasn't a hundred percent I wasn't like a hundred percent. Yeah, I wasn't like a hundred percent condemned. I was like, "Whoa, you're," but I was also like, like that ninety percent of me, like my beliefs and my vow. I'm like, "Yo, was you crazy?" But it's also like that ten percent of me was curious. I'm like, "Hmm, what? Like, what? Why would you say that? Like, what do you mean?" Mm -hmm. And as I got older, I, I'm not gonna. Lie, I believe the same thing. I'm, I'm probably the same type of Christian that yeah he is. I don't want to keep that very take that with a grain of salt, please, people. I'm not. See mm. no Sunday but, service coming up. No, hey, 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 rem hey, you remember how this nigga had? Uh, was it? Uh, what was that shit? Uh, fucking the Friday free. What was the name of that shit? Oh my god. Uh, uh when yeah, good music, good Friday, good Fridays. Hey, bro, shout out to them CP days. We for sure was gonna have a Sunday service on the way, but uh, but what's with it? Sunday with an AE because you know off the truck, but um, <laughs> but I look at the I look at God 
I think we all are gods, though. And I said, I think we're God. Like, I think none of us are like the obviously none of us are the, the creator. None of us are like the source. But I've, the one thing that's always stood out to me, even as a kid, is like the, the saying, God is in all of us. God is in our hearts. And I, you grow up, it's like, man, is God in that nigga heart? Is God in her heart? Because how is he moving be. like this? Why, what's going on? And I'm like, but as I get older, I'm like, how are we God like? Because that's the thing. It's like God made us in his image if you want to go through that, if you mm -hmm. believe in that. And when you think of God, whatever deity you have, you think of a creator. You think of like, that's the main power of creation. And that's why I think that we, that's where our God-like powers, our powers, but our God-like ability whatever you want to call it comes in. I think because we all like every everything you see that's not a tree, a, some grass, some grass is fucking made by him. But everything you see that's natural, bro, we made like the, the device you listening to this on, the shoes you got on, the, the podcast that Darren and Jay made up like there was not in existence before they did it. Like and, and I don't think we I don't think we take I don't think we take I don't think we really understand the gravity of like creating something that was not in existence before an individual made it up like you know what i'm saying like yeah, and i don't think yeah. we take that into yeah. i don't think we i don't think we take that into account so i think what yay says that he's like i am a god and you look at his life he's created he's created all the like he he primes himself on creation i think that's the main thing and I, you know and because I, I look at all religions as different revelations of the same deity, it's also same under the same umbrella, kind of. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. You know, I, I definitely understand what you mean. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a lot of nuance in religion, and I'm glad. And you touched on it with other points too. Like, I feel like our generation definitely is breaking the mold on a lot of things. And I've always like exactly. I've always said that too. Like our generation, I think from '96 to 2000 is definitely a different ballpark. Because I wouldn't say we're necessarily Gen Z, but we're not millennials, really. Um, exactly. but you know, it's it's just how it is. But even even beyond religion, like even like little little stuff that that we don't even consider as like a generational curse. Maybe we do now because, like I said, our generation is trying to fight it. But even like little shit, like. Yeah trying to be like being respectful like we always learn being respectful to your elders because you have to because they're your elders but if you're constantly consistently disrespected by those elders do you are you still respectful to those elders like you yeah, want to you like, want to still show that respect but you also are taught to like you only supposed to treat people how you want to be treated and you and if people are treated treating you not how you want to be treated it's kind of fuck them <laughs> it's kind of fuck them Exactly. It, no, seriously, it's, it's kind of fuck them, and and you know it gets kind of murky when it's an elder or especially an elder in your family, yeah. who like who is like just that type of family member who constantly throws jabs at you, constantly tells you certain things about yourself, unveils your insecurities, whatever they want to do, and that's just not itself respectful. And then we're kind of challenging that a lot more. I know I like the clapback. I remember that was a yeah. big thing I think four years ago. Clapback Thanksgiving. I think that was the a thing. Thanksgiving, I don't know if yeah. remembers that. The Thanksgiving clap back. I don't know if no, anybody people, remembers that. Niggas still do it a little bit. Niggas still do it. They do it a little bit, but that was a, a big thing on socials when niggas was just like, man, I can't wait to see my auntie, nigga. I cannot wait to see my, my uncle, my granddad. I don't give a fuck what they got to say. I'm going to say some because, shit. 
really like, get that. You, you, like, because you realize, and he says, you get older, like, bro, no, I think it's on bullshit. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't know what bullshit is as a kid, but it, but it's bullshit. I'm I'm old enough to sniff it around, nigga. This it look like shit, smell like shit. I'm not. Yeah, it probably is shit. Like, right? I'll be, exactly. It's for sure some shit. So it's you know you like because we see it as kids a little bit. Like you see like our moms mm-hmm. or dads or like or uncles. It'd be some family drama. It'd be some like it'd be some shit going on. You don't really understand it because it's you shouldn't understand it. I think kids should be kids until it's time to not be a kid because you ain't never gonna be that again. So right, right, right. You never. No, you're right. Um, you're not gonna. You know. So it's um. Oh, excuse me, I was burping. But no, it's it's definitely uh. We and it, I was laughing when you were talking because it was just like we're literally the same. That's what the same shit they taught us. We're literally just being them. Like y'all, y'all taught us to not take no shit off nobody. Y'all taught us to not do X, Y, and Z. So. We old enough to understand what it is, and it's like, nah, yeah, that's not, this ain't it. So yeah, that, and that's when it becomes a problem when we're when we're doing it differently than how we were taught. Like when we're taking the teachings and we're applying it to shit that they didn't expect us exactly. to apply it to, and now it's becoming an issue. But even like even sick, even fucking uh another I want to say a little thing, but just last thing, and then we'll move on. But um, disciplinary action. Whooping your kids. Mm, that is one of the I think bigger generational curses that I think I, I know a lot of people in our generation for sure. Maybe have top five. Rethought, top three. Rethought. Like, we even had those conversations like within our or like sp- a certain group chats and whatnot. I've definitely had it with a bunch of different yeah. friends, family. Like, like you, you think you're going to whoop your kids? And, we, you know, it's, you get a myriad of different answers. Obviously, you, f- uh, you, think, you think you know pros and you think you know cons. But I think people are so used to like I, I'll say even personally I got a lot of whoopings growing up <laughs> I got a good amount of whoopings growing up like I was Man. kind of I wasn't a bad bad kid I didn't do bad things but I was just like a very sit your ass down kid so like it, sometimes the only way to sit me down was to whoop my ass so you know and you know you, whoopings I feel like person and that's why I have such a mixed feeling for because I feel like whoopings kind of build character but maybe that's just my trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's See, what I'm saying. Like, that, that's like I learned that. That's the, exactly, bro. Yeah, like, and I don't. I, I, that's why I'm like. I think that's why. So I think that may be like one of the first experiences that we have. And again, I'm gonna just speak from again. Obviously, all this from a black perspective because I know certain minorities they go through. But I, obviously, as us as black people, the, the whole whooping shit came from the drop. The oh, it's a I is whipping. Yeah. And yeah. And so yeah. that's if we really, and that's why I'm like, cause I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, cause I, so I got weapons too, cause I was like, I was, I was like the fucking, I was a sit your ass down kid, but I was like the, like I'm, I'm, I am how I am now, like I'm like the, I'm, a, I was a risk taker, I was just doing shit, like I remember, like I was the nigga, like climbing up the wall in the. In the fucking house, like between the, like the the, yeah. the wall and the door mm-hmm. was close enough where I can like scale up the bitch. I, you know, was just doing random shit and getting in trouble at school. I had attention when I was like, I was a nigga in kindergarten. I, I was in first grade kindergarten. I had to hold up books, like in the middle of class. I was I had my first attention like first grade. Um, yeah, hang up. 
And so, so I don't know if I'm with my kids, bro, because it's like, because it's because it does build character. That's why I'm, I'm like, that's why I'm. You don't know because it's like I know mm-hmm. the ones I got was like I low key needed them. It's like it's like because I because yeah. I, I, I think the problem comes when it's like there's a over, um, there's a over um doing of it. Like when you just mm-hmm. get in. Yeah, when you do too much for no reason, and I think that's the thing. I because I especially I think when you touched on it earlier when you were talking about um how us standing up for ourselves is seen as di- disrespect, mm-hmm. and it's like you you have like why am I getting a whooping? It's like I'm gonna give you something to cry for. It's like damn, you ain't doing it hurt me like, more than it hurt you. Shut the fuck. Oh, it up. don't. <laughs> no, but I'm, as a, but as a kid, but as a parent, I mean, I, we we won't understand until we actually have kids. But it may it may actually it won't hurt as much. But it, emotionally, it may like that's what I think. Yeah. They because I, I think that I think that every generation takes a step. Like I like because they probably felt like the whoopings they got for sure was much worse. Like they they was just getting whooped. Yeah. But like they might have been on like like they whooping us. It's like oh, I got a whoopie, but like mm, I don't. I don't, ah. so I don't us really now we gonna be to. like. Yeah. Gotta whoop me. Like, do I gotta like get a whooping? Like, cause I remember when I was th- the last whooping I ever got, I almost got when I was like 13, 14, maybe. And cause I, I don't know, cause I think a lot of niggas, I, you know, I can speak for the nigga perspective, like the the niggas, not the like black people were like niggas. Mm-hmm. And young boys, we was like, it got to a point the whooping start hurting. And like you like, I don't know, cause I used to fake I used to be like, ah. Damn, mm-hmm. you got me, but like, that's just so to stop. And then, so actually, no, I'm oh, so a good ass. So, my last whooping was actually a moment of I think my mama unlearning some generational trauma because I literally was like 13 or something and I grabbed like the belt or something. I said, I, I turned, I said, no, I, it sounds dramatic, but I literally grabbed the belt and I'm like, no, like, stop mm-hmm. hitting me. I bet you, you know, when your, mama, like, when your mama retold that story, it was just like he almost tried to. Killed me. No, actually, actually, so my mama actually <laughs> shout out to her because my mama's pretty progressive. She's pretty like she actually told me like this like she was just like no like I realized that that wasn't the like you was becoming a man like you was like becoming a young man. I was thirteen, fourteen, so it's like that's not how I raise a man. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like obviously obviously like my so I was like now it's more like my dad has to like like it, some shit gotta come from him now obviously I was getting whipped from my dad as a kid but it's like at this point in, his, in my life as a young man transitioning from a kid to an adolescent it whooping wasn't the way because it's like what are you whooping me for like I'm not learning a lesson I'm just learning like yeah. I should do a better shit I'm hiding you. things from me so I'm, I'm fearing you like I'm scared exactly. of you more more so than respecting you well, and I don't know and if I'm with my kids I'm gonna get my kids psychological punishment though Nothing yeah. traumatic, but like I'm gonna make them niggas. Know, Why did you do this, bro? Did, yeah, does no, this make I'm, sense for you? Like, I'm gonna I'm really talk to him. Yeah, that, that's that's I think I'm gonna be on too. And, I, and and a lot of niggas be od with the disciplinary action too, especially like yeah, the, bro. The little okay. generation before us, they be like recording their sons, like shaving half their son's head and beating See, the like, hell that out does of them on social media, and that's just some bullshit. But um, but last thing before we move on, I do want to say. 
Um, I know like as black people, we we focus mostly on black people and their generational trauma, but man, we just, we, we face a heap load of it. We face tremendous adversity and man. You know, that's where a lot of the tropes come from. You know, I see like the strong black woman, the black man's will you yeah. know, negatively affected us even outside of our gender. I mean, outside of our race, you know, they kind of perpetuate that because they, they see that and they see like, obviously if, like when we saw about whoopings and whippings, like you've seen black people go through the most shit. So you, why wouldn't you expect if, if I've seen if, if throughout history, you know, this is wrong, obviously, but I'm saying throughout history, that's how a lot of people think, even within our race, a lot throughout history, if I've seen black people take all this shit, I can dish it out and mm. they should be able to take it. Like, that's why even deeper, like with black women don't get the same care in hospitals as white women, because they expect their pain threshold to be so much bigger because of shit like this. But we can go on and on and on. It could be destructive for us mentally, physically and emotionally. And a lot of us feel like a lot of these generational curses nearly impossible to alleviate or extinguish, but I do want to make it clear that no one is bound to these curses and they can be broken with enough consistency, love and support. They can, and, and it takes you and it takes you and it and I think our generation, like I said, we've said this many times is definitely to make, making moves in the right direction to try to break those. But, uh, yeah, but, but, but yeah, let's, let's move on. I know we, we can go on all day about this, but, uh, yeah. All right. Our encore topic so, and we, we won't be too long on this one, but uh, our encore topic. So this is this kind of loosely goes with the generational thing, but this is more so a thing that I kind of wanted to talk 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 about. Um, and I yeah. feel like this that really black people are, you know, you know, really do more than other races. And I think it's uh, gatekeeping blackness. And and when I say gatekeeping blackness. Um, and I think it, I, I think it could be a wonderful thing. I think gatekeeping is very necessary for a lot of shit, like because yeah. like you've seen pretty much all of our black all of our lives, like black people dominate the cultural space, like our memes, our discourse. We take over the internet, hip hop. Like we, I said earlier, is still the most popular genre in the world. Our moments are bigger and grander. We even yeah. in, in the experience, our, we have we have a so me and Jay have a whole episode talking about how corporations commodify black bodies and talents, and so on and so forth. But these whites, definitely these whites and these non-blacks, they're not us, and they don't get to be us, no matter how much they want to. So like, like I I do like it when we gatekeep that shit because it because it it shows like no, we, you can't just keep biting and leeching off of our culture without something in return you and you're not us obviously and just like everybody wants to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga um but that was the first thing but (laughs) but big butt big butt like i said this is a good thing but when i say this is a very murky topic it's because i really don't like when we do that within our own people and when i say like Mm -hmm, and that's where we're getting into subjective territory i know a lot of people might have different feelings on this but the one drop rule that's the first thing that comes in my head Obviously, you know, we thought about that for like, if you have one drop, you black for the longest. That's just been the case. Like if during slavery times, during Jim Crow, if you had something, obviously, if you were more white passing, you got you got off more. And then and then we can talk about a real, real topic of colorism. And that's probably the main reason why a lot of people want to gatekeep. But you get like mixed mulatto, light skin, not fully fully black, not black enough. Your region, too. You ain't from the hood. You ain't from, yeah. like you ain't from East Warren, bro. You ain't you ain't off McNick. Like, bro, you don't do you don't do this this and that. Yeah. You from the birds, you from this this and that. You ain't black enough. 
And yeah. that's just something that I've just never, it never fully sat right with me with when it's within our own people. Like, um, and you know, and, and you might have a different perspective too, because it, like, like I said, it's very subjective. Some people might be like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you need to gatekeep people within like people who have some black in them, but aren't fully black, like the mixed people, like the Kaepernick's, the Drake's, the Cole's, the Malcolm X's, even Malcolm X, he's mixed. So like, Shit like that, and people be like, "Oh, you're not really fully black." I mean, you obviously you're not fully black, but you're not black at all, really, because you still have so much white in you. And I don't know, I don't know how. How do you feel about gatekeeping? Uh, just based off any reason, like skin, skin complexion, region, whatever. Like with within our, like obviously we, we might have the same thoughts about like people outside of our race, but what about within our race? Yeah, so like, yeah, I won't go too much into a. Uh, outside the race because I'm a big firm advocate and believer of gatekeeping, especially like you said, I think the main thing that sums it up is everybody want to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga. Mm. Um, but that actually segues into gatekeeping within our own culture mm. because it's all about experience. Mm. And while we talk about how black people want to bite, how non-black people want to bite off the culture, but them niggas, like when shit going, like we got, we got to be, we got to be cool in in the in the good times, and like when shit going bad, we got to experience that too. We can't just chew, like for people like for people that don't know, like I'm I'm a I'm dark skin. I can't I can't wake up in the morning and just be like, man, I ain't trying to be dark skin today. Let me boop, take my shit off. <laughs> oh, bro, it's like I gotta, yeah, I can't, I can't, I gotta go into the world, and I have to experience being black, no matter, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so that so so with outside the race, that's why I, I'm standing on that because it's like you're not experienced. You don't even want to empathize, but it's like you want to bite off all the best parts of the world culture, which is our culture. But within blackness, it, I, it, it's the same thing. It's the experiences, like you said, like because a nigga that grew up in the hood who got it out or whatever the case is, as opposed to a nigga who this is like you said went to the school in, in the suburbs. There's that feeling of, no, nah, nigga, you ain't, you, you, you wasn't in the field like how I was in the field. Like, you, you wasn't, like, you don't get to, and I, I don't, I don't, good, bad, or different, it's like niggas may feel like, no, nah, bro, you, you can't rep certain shit. Now, when I say rep, I'm not even talking about no street shit. I'm talking about, like, you, you can't, a certain lifestyle that comes along with, yeah. that may be attributed to being a, to being a hood nigga, street niggas, like, bro, that's not true. May, even in music, it's just, it's like, the problem is the problem comes if if a nigga try to rap on some hood shit, some street shit. It's like, bro, we, you're that's not you. That's not you. And yeah, don't try to make. So I, I don't. So I think. So like I, I don't think there's a, I think there's a necessary amount of gatekeeping because, I think within cultures there's um like our culture like there's like, like all black people aren't the same so there are different types of. It's not a monolith. Black, there, black, black we people are not di- a monolith. Yeah, we have many, yeah, we have many different types of experiences, but I don't think that that should hinder you from helping somebody. Like even even another way, like even the opposite example, the same example, but the other way, like a nigga that's been in like suburbs whole life or whatever the case. Would he he not in the streets, but now he looking at he looking at a nigga from the hood like. Mm, I don't know, bro. I, I should. I can't put you on to certain shit. I can't. Put, like, it's just like, like, yeah. like, no, bro. It's like 
I think when it's gatekeeping in that way, is it's like that's that's where the issue comes. I think when you holding back other black people, um, mm, yeah, that's when it becomes. I, I'm, I don't know. I just think it's, it's like we all go through our own individual struggles, but it may be different. But it's like, bro, I'm still black. Like I still have to be black. Um. And so yeah, so I I I think a, a certain amount of gatekeeping within our own culture is necessary, and I don't want to say for the greater good, but I think when done like I don't know, like it's just I don't know. I'm, I'm actually kind of contradicting myself now, because it's like I don't I'm a little on the fence about it. Yeah, it's a very I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, that's the wrong topic. sense to take, yeah. but no, no, I get it. It's it's a very iffy topic. It's very. It, it definitely is very i think it's it's situational but like i said i don't really like when it happens where like you said it t- it tears down our fellow black people where it kind of like brings us down like like even with the yay documentary i'll bring that up yeah. like ain't no street nigga you know how hard it was to get him through rock nation or like rockefeller records like because he wasn't that and i think it was it, obviously it was never said but i think it was because people in Rockefeller didn't see him as black enough. And when I say black enough, not obviously his race, everything you can clearly tell Kanye's black, but not, yeah. you don't come from the prototypical black experience. Like, like I said, when I say black people, we're not a monolith. We don't have a one track. There's not one definition yeah. of blackness. So when you have a different, it's so many different ways to express your blackness. So like when you have that, uh, from different ways it doesn't invalidate you it doesn't make you lesser it doesn't make you less capable of doing something that somebody may have had a different experience in it just shows that we are or we're a very diverse group of people like it's not just like the tropes and the stereotypes that we are subjected to aren't true because like we're very we're very di- we're a very different set of people like and just like any other race it's like different white people it's different hispanics it's different it's different Asians. It's, it's different black people. We shouldn't just make that yeah. a thing. Like, obviously, like I said, gatekeeping outside of the race, very important. Very, very, very important. But inside the race, I feel like it gets to be too much sometimes. And I feel like niggas... Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's, what's, our, what's that? What they said? Alternative nigga. That's, 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 that's kind of <laughs> in the same umbrella. That's kind of in the same... That's kind of in the shout out, Zay. That's kind of in the same umbrella. When you call somebody alternative nigga, when you see people like that, you're kind of you're kind of like, oh, you not, you ain't about the, you ain't about to do this, this and that. Like even though, hey, like I, niggas might be from the suburbs, but nigga, I could do this probably better than you if I learned. Who knows? Like I'm gonna say, who, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Like you gotta say, but you just can't do that to people, especially our own people. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I say because I even on that because I know for me growing up it was. It's like, again, I know a lot related a lot of shit back to music, you know, but during that time, I was, uh, it was middle school. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, with Doughboys, Team Eastside, Band Crew, like, was, like, the hottest niggas in the city. Like, Big Sean was just dropping Finally Famous, so he wasn't the guy yet, but. Yeah. That's what, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I guess that was, a, like, I felt like I couldn't rap because it's, like. Cause like it's I said, like I, I grew up in a city, but yeah, I, like I grew up in a city, but I'm like I'm not, I'm not on, I'm I'm not on no street shit. Like that, that's not mm-hmm. the type of life I live. I may seen certain things, I may like know some niggas that might, but I'm like me personally, no, nah, I'm not. It wasn't me. 
it, it wasn't me. And it's um, and it's just like for so long, it's like I always wonder. It's like because I wasn't because I like as as cold as I am with this rap shit, I'm mm-hmm. sweet, but. Like, I wonder how good I would like if niggas was like rapping with like since I was 12, 13, if I didn't feel like, damn, my story not good. Obviously, at that time, like, you know, I ain't, no, who, nobody got a story at 12. Obviously, you may do some shit, but it's also like you don't even know how to articulate that story yet. But just the feeling of knowing that because obviously outside of the city, like the rap game mainstream is even, you know, today it's, it's different, but like a lot of the, it was the streets. It was like niggas. I was really on shit. Like it was like. This is rap. This is what the rap is a story, the story to tell. And that's what I had to learn as a story to tell. But that's you know another thing. But yeah, so the gatekeeping, whether it's the gatekeeping physically, like somebody telling you you can't do some shit or the gatekeeping that you may feel from the culture, if that makes sense. Like you, you may gatekeep yourself. Like you may put yourself in a box in your head like, like a nigga like Ye didn't yeah. do that. Like like Back. first like a nigga like he's keep it on par. It's like Ye could have been like, damn, I'm not no street nigga, so let me just make these beats. Let me just do this shit. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Obviously we all know, but Yeah. You know, so it's it's yeah. um Yeah, like you said, when it when it gets to be too much, like when we start to forget like the crabs in a barrel thing, I think is the best thing. That's probably the most literal our literal metaphor for what it is, but mm-hmm. yeah, because it's like, man, no, nah, niggas, like, no, nah, you, you, you ain't supposed to be. We gonna bring you right back down, nigga. You not, no, nah, that's not you, bro. You can't do that. No, nah, yeah, we, we couldn't do that. Relax, so you can't boy. Do that. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Yeah. This, this. That's and like I said, that's why I says loosely based off our last topic because I also feel like our generation is doing a better job with that too. Like we were kind of we're kind of validating a lot more shit. We're validating people. We're validating our own blackness, and we're 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 really stopping a lot of the shit that probably would have happened in previous generations. But yeah. But uh, yeah, for sure. Moving on. Moving on. That was our encore. That was our prime time. Now to our game. It's not really a game. It's really just me talking. But this is a segment that, you know, a lot of people fuck with um, that we I think I've only done once this season so far. I might do it one more time, but uh, it's called Darren's Dope Dabbles. And essentially Darren's Dope Dabbles is just all the cool shit that I think what I think is cool that I've just been doing what I've been dabbling in um, just lately. But uh, yeah, so many of you that may not know, um, I did get promoted at my job. So now I work hey, with the communication department with with Ford. Appreciate it. I used to work with the auto show uh, department, but now I work in Ford Communications, which is essentially just us, like um, uh, just our reveals of certain car lineups, just like new re- new new shit, just like press releases and whatnot. I do a lot of that. And um, I just left the Chicago auto show last weekend, and we did a review for uh, the new Bronco uh bronco everglaze which is uh a new car that Ford's dropping this year you get the rod in that you thing? know I, I put it on my instagram story and shit but yeah we it, 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 seeing the process on, on like how to really craft a message to make people like actually be interested in the car is actually crazy it's just like you really have to come up with a script you really have to have like a visual component you need to make uh you need to have the showmanship too because you need to have people presented in the type of way you need to have like the 
you need to have just it, it needs to be unveiled so you need to have like a system where you can pull tarp off and show people the car it's just so much that goes into it and i thought that was just really dope to see i'll be doing a lot more of that um and a lot more traveling too so you know i'm really excited for that um also i did want to kind of soft announce this but i don't know it's just gonna hold me accountable uh -oh. for putting it on air but uh -oh. this summer I don't want to say I don't want to give a time frame. Sometime this year, let's not say this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometime <laughs> this year, sometime this year, I am launching another show, um, all, all about hip hop and R and B. Because I know this podcast, we talk a lot about music, me and Jay. Um, but I feel like there's a there's definitely an emphasis, and and I definitely have a skill set or knowledge about rap and R and B that I think I can utilize to actually create something new that i don't have to like kind of overcrowd on this platform so yeah that's something i want to do and lastly a nigga birthday is coming up well by the time we drop this it'll be like two days before my birthday so i What's did want to do a march? random and my shit is not in march you fuck me <laughs> so uh uh anyway um uh, i did want to do a random act of kindness every day leading up to it even though it's only like six days left. <laughs> so I do need to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do, but I do want to do something kind just to close out 23, close out the Jordan year and go into the Kobe year. Cause I think the Kobe year going to be my best, my best one yet. And this was definitely my worst one yet. Uh, <laughs> so I definitely want to like, at least end it off on like, on like a good note. So that's just, uh, so yeah, that's just some dope dabbles from, from your boy, Darren. Um, yeah. Hopefully I get to do this again this season. No, yeah, shout out to you, uh, bro. Yeah, like, no, when they, when niggas like when this nigga say he got some knowledge in this shit, bro, this nigga is one of the. When it come to anything culture related, pop culture, bro, this nigga Darren for sure is the guy. Like, don't don't know that this nigga undersell it. This nigga is the guy. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate he be knowing shit you, you wouldn't even be like. How the fuck you know this? Right. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Yeah, so, so be on the lookout for that sometime this year. I got to figure out how I'm gonna structure it. And, make it interesting and shit uh but no lastly um our last call um and this is just like just us just us shooting the shit for one last time uh for this last call we're i'm just talking about well we're gonna talk about what we've been looking at or consuming lately i'm gonna talk about tv and i know you're not really a tv watcher so you can talk about music or tv i don't it don't matter like you can you just talk about what you've been watching lately or I'm what watching you've been consuming some. lately but uh yeah so tv that i've been i've been on currently um abbott elementary so i have to mention abbott elementary i don't think me and jay have talked about abbott elementary yet because i think he's seen it or i think he's like caught it or i don't even know if he started that shit but i i recently just started abbott elementary and man that show's fucking funny bro like if you if you if you actually fuck with like the office and parks and rec it's like literally the black version of that. And they do it in an elementary school. That's just such a perfect concept concept. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's really is it's really funny. The cast is great. The 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 jokes land. Um, and I think it's gonna be around for a minute. I think they're gonna have multiple seasons. And it's like one of those traditional sitcoms, like 21 minutes, 21 minute episodes. So like it's really quick, really digestible. Some shit that you could just be like, it's a binge show that you'll be able like one day I feel like. A lot of people, a lot of people watch Abbott Elementary, but a lot of people who haven't watched it. Just gonna watch the first yeah. season, and just watch it all the way through, because it's just one of those seasons. Um, so yeah, shout out to Abbott Elementary, um, really, really great show. Um, uh, I'm also watching 
Euphoria, of course. We talked about Euphoria. I haven't seen that new episode yet, but I've fucking seen all the dis- discourse online. So I damn near know the plot of it. That's why you need to stay off Twitter when you watch certain shows, bro. Because that shit will really fuck it up for you. But Euphoria um, and that new Bel Air show. So I, I was very iffy on the Bel Air show. Because I'm a big, friend, big fan of Fresh Prince. Oh, that's something that we didn't, yeah. I didn't fucking talk about in case you missed it. I missed it in case you missed it. So I'm going to just talk about it real quick. I'm just going to mention it. We don't have to talk about it. But Martin is doing a 30th anniversary reunion special. Um, the cast of Martin is coming together uh, after a long time. Rest in peace to the actor that played Tommy. He won't be there. Um, but similar to Fresh Prince, like Uncle Phil, he also passed. They done a, they've done a reunion special. So as I think Friends... It's, it's it's a it's a it's a trend of seeing sitcoms oh, yeah oh, whatever some white shit but anyway uh the bel-air shit first prince of bel-air um i'm a big fan of it love the show grew up on it obviously it's, it's a classic very funny will yeah. smith's great oh the whole cast is great so i was really iffy on like them rehashing shit and just giving it to us just in another like format but after watching like I think I only watched one episode. So after watching it, I was like, okay, I'm really fucking with the way they're going about it. Like, like it's compl- like it's literally its own thing. Obviously, like the really the only thing that's similar is like the character names, like the character names and like the whole situation, like the whole premise, like him being sent to Bel Air from West Philly and all that shit. That's still the same, but it gives you more context. Like they they actually show you the fight he got into. I know, like <clears throat> in Fresh Prince, that was just a funny oh, title yeah. sequence. And you saw it, but they actually made it a drama filled thing, like where he actually got into a fight, showed the rift between him and his mom, why his mom really felt like he need she needed to send him over there. Obviously, for Will Smith did that shit, it was just funny. He was just like, Mom just sent me to Bel Air. I was just a fuck nigga. But now it's just it just shows it just shows you that, oh, this is like in 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 an era where we're where we like value drama and very suspenseful storytelling over comedy, I think the comedy genre is definitely dying, especially comedy movies. When's the last time you seen Man, like shit. a movie like Pineapple Express and Super Bad and niggas, shit like that? The funny ain't ass funny, movie. bro. Niggas not funny no more. So like seeing Bel Air, it's not funny. It's very drama filled, but it's it's actually pretty good. Um, I would say niggas and is traumatized. Lastly, so, niggas, niggas can niggas can act traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> traumatized. And lastly, I got to give a shout out to the upcoming shows that I'm definitely gonna watch. Snowfall comes out February 23rd, season five. I'm very excited about that. If anybody, if they've caught up on Snowfalls and watch season four, you know this next season is about to be absolutely bonkers. And Atlanta is also coming back sometime in the next month. Um, yeah, and I think I think they just announced that season four will be the last season of Atlanta too. So season season three is coming out next month, and season four will be dropping the end of this year. So yeah, so uh, yeah, just a quick rundown of what I've been watching. What about you, bro? What you been doing? <laughs> Man, not as uh, like, <laughs> definitely not as culture as you. Oops. So it's like, cause the, the thing about like the difference between me and Darren, like I'm like a like I like I'll be ta- like I've watched one episode of a lot of things. Like the shows that he's <laughs> watching of the show, want to watch. Like I don't just I, I don't know why. I don't so, <laughs> so yeah, like Euphoria. I've seen like one or two episodes of Euphoria. Uh, Abbott Elementary, I have not seen. Cause I accidentally uh, on some dumb shit. I accidentally I was getting off on my student Hulu account, but then I graduated and then I was just I did some stupid shit and then I'm off of it now. So I gotta re get the Hulu now. But I, right, they right, right. give me. But actually, hold on, I still got it. But no, I love the Office though. That's so. That's why. 
definitely when I watch saw it. that it was a comparison, like I think it was a few weeks ago. It's only been out for so long, but like a few weeks ago, I think seeing somebody compare it to The Office, and I'm like, the only reason I'm not watching The Office right now is because they took it off Netflix. I'll tell you that. That's because I've seen every episode, all seasons, at least three, four times. Um, but as what I'm watching right now, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm watching a lot of Skip and Shannon. A lot of shout out Undisputed. You know, I really been I've been in like Hey, shout out Undisputed. Store, been, uh, They're really good. They on vac they on vacate right now, so I was sick today. But yeah. I haven't been um the y'all watch the Yay documentary. Um and I watch a lot of, a lot of I watch a lot of like I've been watching a lot of older movies. I seen Goodfellas the other day, I was watching that. Um I'm watching like a lot of mob and mafia documentaries. You know, that's always had my attention. Um but you know, I've been in like uh this is a zero dark thirty. I've been I've been in I've been off socials for I mean I've been posting, but you know, I've been um I've just been listening to beats, bro. I, you know, that's the real truth. I've just been listening to beats and shit that I've been recording and then um a lot of a lot of Jay Z lately. Jay Z and B. Uh, I get people like that's a lot of the music I've been listening to lately, been trying to tap into that bag. Um yeah, so Abbott Elementary and Euphoria is definitely at the top of my list. I'm still, I don't know how I feel about the freshman. I think, like I, I was telling you, like, I got I got to watch it and just get over the fact that it's not. It's not Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, but like the original. Like, I got to just get over that. Mental was like, it's you know, that it's something new. But, but yeah, so I, that's, that's been a lot of the, um, yeah, obviously, if it's nothing else coming to mind, I ain't been watching it enough. But that's the main things that I've just really been consuming. Just a lot of, uh. Also, a lot of meditation videos. So I've been watching like a lot of like mm. video, like old lectures. I, I don't know. That's not as glamorous mm. as Euphoria. No, um, that's, hey, that's dope too. I've been watching like, like old ass fucking thing, like the key to life, lessons to life, and like, I've been like watching shit on like. Well, I watched some some uh, Loyola Music School uh, lecture on uh, songwriting. So that's been mm. that's been all in my in my queue so far so you know i've been keeping it pretty boring uh no it's not boring it's just the shit that you on right now it's all right you know you'll get you'll probably get back in this i I know sometimes i'm, I'm a binge watcher too yeah so, like, sometimes i'll be on that yeah no definitely no it's an ebbs and flows for me too but no it's definitely that's that's some dope shit though but uh yeah man we're at the end we're at the end of the episode season two episode eight man thank you all for listening for sure man shout out to charles man for for filling in for jay for this episode um definitely a good conversation uh probably one of our longer episodes for sure um but yeah so you know you know you can catch us on all socials at experience pod instagram twitter uh whatever you can find, find us on youtube as well the experience podcast um me personally um, I'm at Nez, at Nez Saturn, N-E-D-S-A-T-U-R-N on all socials. Uh, where can they find you, man? Yeah, so on all socials, uh, Instagram is uh, C-N-O-T-E underscore, underscore N-R-M. And then on Twitter is a C-N-O-T-E N-R-M. Um, so those are the main places you can find me. But name change coming soon. Mm, coming very, very, very soon, man. All right, man. But this was a good one, man. Again, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, for all y'all concerned about Jay, y'all should definitely check up on him. I don't know about that drug trafficking case that I was talking about. 
I don't know. You got nigga got hit with a Rico. He got hit with some shit. You have to ask him. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, thank you, bro. Um, great episode. And yeah, catch Appreciate you guys it, later.